This week on Hello Ross, television legend Sally Jesse Raphael stops by to say, A man called me, he's a farmer, and he asked me how to kiss a girl. It's one thing to teach someone how to kiss, but on radio, <laughs> it ain't easy. Yep, Sally Jesse's here on a brand new episode of Hello Ross. And welcome to the program. Big, big day around here. For starters, super thankful for you for listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know if you heard my interview with Ricky Lake right here on Hello Ross just a few weeks ago. If you if you haven't yet, uh, go listen to it. It's really, really good. I, I love talking to her. And I totally dorked out because I, as a, like a teenager, I would watch her every day and think she was so good and that we would totally be friends. And I remember just being like, that's the job I want. I want to be a talk show host. That's been my North Star forever. And so I just talked to her about how it happened. And and I, I felt like I got so much insight into like what it was like for her, you know, because I was sitting out there watching what it's like for her. And also, I mean, selfishly, I'm thinking like, as I'm talking to her, like, how can I apply this to me? Because I'm still chasing that North Star, you know, I get to work in daytime TV now and it's the best the best. I love sitting next to Drew Barrymore every day and, and talking, but I still, you know, one day when I want to have my name somewhere on a show and I want to do it and I want to, I want to do the gig blows me away that, um, that I get to do what I do and, and that people believe in me for the next step. And, um, especially when people who have done it believe in me, let me tell you a story. So uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race, we do this segment called Bossy Rossi, and uh, they ask, where I play like a fictional talk show host kind of thing. And when they asked me to do it, I was like, yes, but I want to wear red glasses. Why did I say red glasses? Because growing up, I watched all the talk shows, not just Ricky Lake. I watched Oprah. I watched um, Donnie, who was a little too early for me, but I watched Jenny Jones and Regis and Kathy Lee, Rosie O'Donnell, of course, and I watched Sally Jesse. Raphael. Now, Sally always wore her signature red glasses. So it was sort of a nod to her. So I do Bossy Rossi the first time on RuPaul's Drag Race. When it airs, Sally Jesse Raphael tweets me, love the glasses, Ross. What? Sa- what? Sally Jesse Raphael, she knows who I am. You guys, she's like the big, she's big. She's iconic. You know, in the 80s and 90s, she's like, you know, like she's up there. She's with Oprah. You got it? She knows who I am. And then we did Bossy Rossi again, and Sally Jesse Raphael tweets, I think at Hello Ross should have his own talk show. Me? What? Sally, Sally Jesse say, what? I'm telling you, I, um, I needed a, how do they say, diaper? <laughs> so I, of course, DM'd um, Sally Jesse Raphael back. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. We talk a little bit, and she's so nice. So then when I'm doing this show, you know, I reach out. Would you ever do the podcast? And she says, yes. Man, I'm nervous, but I'm thinking, I just talked to Ricky Lake. I can do this. And I go into this interview with Sally Jesse Raphael. I can't just say Sally. Um, I go into this interview and I, I really want to kind of like get advice on how I get to where she got. But where the interview goes is so different. I can't wait for you to hear me talking to the television legend. Sally Jesse Raphael. And when we come back, she's here. She's here to say hello, Ross.
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hello, Ross. How you doing? Okay, let me tell you something. This is a moment that I've waited for like my entire life. Do you know how much I love you, Sally, Jesse, Raphael? What do I call you? Do do I call you Ms. Raphael? What, what do I call you? Sally. Please. Can I call you Sally? Yeah, please call me Sally. Thank you. When you have three names, you know, it's, I don't know which one to say. So I'm going to call you Sally. Please call me Ross or whatever you want to call me, Sally. You call me okay. anything. You've got it. <laughs> I, uh, I have been, you know, I would watch you uh, in my little town, Malvern, Washington. And when you would toss to commercial break, I wanted your job so bad. I would turn down the volume and I would toss to break for you. I would say, we'll be right back with more Sally. <laughs> because I just remember thinking, whatever shit she's doing, that's what I want to do. And so the fact that you even know my name now is uh, mind blowing to me, Sally. Well, you know, <laughs> I wish you had a better person to emulate. I really do. You would not stop right now. You don't mean that. You you must know what an icon you are. You know all those years on television, over ten thousand guests you interviewed. Do you, does, does it sink in to know uh, all the people whose living rooms you were in? Like feel like were your friend? My girlfriend um, um, added them up, and it was one hundred and forty three thousand three hundred and twenty people I talked to, but that included the radio. And how long were you on the radio before the TV show? No, the radio was, I was on the television and the radio at the same time for about a year or two, but I was on radio 30 years. Jeez. Wow. Wow. And that's, is that sort of how it happened for you? Cause you, you know, there's no p normal path to becoming a talk show host, you know, right. It's like it, everyone who gets that gig gets it a different way. Some are comics, some are actors and singers, whatever you were, you were a host, you were an interviewer, right? Yes. I was a foreign correspondent. Then I came to New York for a while. I was the anchor woman on picks. WPIX. Yes. And then I went to be a street, I did street reporting. And then I did radio for 30 years, mostly all night radio, which is late at night. Oh, it's fabulous. Why? Because the weirdos call? Please tell me it's because the weirdos call. Well, I don't think of them as weirdos. I think of them as people who um, wanted to talk, to chat, or discuss things. You know, but I see. I, I, 
I use weirdos as a term of endearment because I consider myself one of them. I love fascinating people, interesting people who beat to their own drum. You know, I listen to this, this radio show called Coast to Coast. I don't know if you know Coast to Coast with George Nuri. And a lot of people call in with fascinating stories about seeing UFOs or having experiences that, you know, you don't hear people talk about all the time. So when I use weirdo, please know it's a term of endearment. No, I know it is. I understood what you were saying. Okay, um, but I did this out. I started the all night show in Miami and then went on to do it in uh, all over the country and in New York. But I, I got, Tennessee Williams lives in St. Croix in, mm -hmm. sorry, in the Keys. And Jackie Gleason lived in Miami and Minnesota Fats lived in Miami. And uh, Marvin the Torch lived in Miami. And so they were in the weirdo categories that would call <laughs> in yeah, on yeah. a regular basis. In fact, both Jackie and Tennessee came to sit with me in the studio and uh, watch while I did the uh, the show. And what would you and talk about on your show late at night? What would you talk about? Um, whatever anybody really wanted to talk about, I would have a, um, a man called me, he's a farmer, and he lived way out in the country. And he asked me how to kiss a girl. Now, could you let this, me know too, Sally? Because I'm not so good at it. <laughs> well, this is radio. Yeah. Okay. What'd you do? Now, it's one thing to teach someone how to kiss, but on radio, <laughs> it ain't easy. So what'd then you do? one time, we had a couple that had two children, very young couple, and they were in the Grand Canyon. No money, no food. They had given their last bit of money for food for the two kids, and they were in the Grand Canyon. And they called and said, what'll I do? And it made for fascinating radio. Don't you know that several human beings went out in their pajamas, got into cars, and found these people in the Grand Canyon and gave them enough money for food to get all the way to the East Coast? And don't you know that the couple paid back every Penny. Wow. Wow. Do you think that exists still? Do you think like a, in humanity? Oh, that, absolutely. It does. The good thing, good people like that. We can still use media to connect like that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think your show did that because Sally, you had people on who, you know, from the beginning of time, there have been gay people, there have been extramarital affairs, there have been people have been doing stuff since the beginning of time, they just were never talking about it, you know, and then your yeah. show, your show was very brave in that way. I mean, was did it start on the radio? Did it start back then? You thought, oh, there are interesting people out there, they quote the weirdos, the people that we like, the people who beat to their own I drum. Think, I think Phil Donahue started that. Yeah. 
And did, did watching Phil make you think, oh, I could do that too? I can no, bring no, this to television? No, 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 no. First of all, I never watched television. And second of all, what? I, I probably didn't know who Phil Donahue was. Um, I, no, I, they called me, they called me, Phil worked for a company, multimedia, with a man named Bert Dubrow, and Bert called me and said, um, listen, um, uh, we'd like you to replace, be very careful who replaces you. We'd like this woman to replace you on your vacation. Well, uh-huh. the guy is gone and I had his show. So, Oops. Uh, I think Whoops. about that all the time. I never miss a day at work because I'm like, who's going to get in that seat? I don't, I don't like taking that risk. That's exactly right. Be careful who replaces you, darling. So you you get a, you get a shot, which is like it's amazing that it wasn't even your dream to be on television. You get the call, you know, come come do it, and it it takes off. I mean, how does how do you even put a put a leash on that when it's like it wasn't even your dream, but then it just takes off at this level? I mean, we, I, I I just want to just give the audience if they don't know. I saw I was doing a lot of research before talking to you, and uh, there's one interview you did with Matt Lauer, sort of reflecting back on your time, and you said, you know, when your show ended, you were getting a four point eight rating, and what that means now just i want the audience to understand the biggest daytime show on tv right now gets like a, a one four okay so you were getting a 4.8 your show was mo monumental the, the amount of people watching you so yeah how did you get there from being on the radio and someone calling you and then you're there i mean what did it feel oh, it like goes, it goes slowly it doesn't go that fast really it really started um they wanted to try it out, the company. Phil Donahue and Bert Dubrow called the boss, the boss of multimedia. He, Bert calls me, would you like to try to do a television show? Sure. He comes to my apartment. He said, we're going to all move to St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So we go to St. Louis, Missouri because the company owns 15 stations. So they put it on. Okay. The boss of the major station that I'm on, Bill um, Brain Work. I can't you remember all these names. I don't remember anything. The fact that you remember anyhow, he hates me. <laughs> I am not his employee <laughs> and he hates me. I did not see that coming, Sally. That's funny. Okay. So he says, um, Let's go and have a, uh, a drink somewhere. He's thinking of how can he get rid of me? He's the manager of the local station. Okay. Okay. So he takes me to the um, Bush Stadium, right? Cardinals. The Bush Stadium. Big, big, big baseball stadium, right? Right. But it has fancy restaurants. Okay. And he orders a double martini. Okay. All right, let's party. I have to tell you, I don't drink, okay? Understood. Uh-huh. So I order a double martini. There is <laughs> no way this is going to happen. Yeah. So he orders another double martini. So I order another double martini. And are you actually consuming them? Oh, no, I'm drinking them. Okay. <laughs> 
Bill Bolster, that's his name. It came to me. Anyhow, Bill's head is on the table, and I'm able to get up and get to the elevator. God knows how. <laughs> the next morning, this man who hated me said, I think you're the most wonderful woman I've ever met. Wow. So wait, where's the lesson there? What is the lesson for people who out here the who are- women are smarter than men. Understood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. No, I just thought, no. The, the lesson is, if you've got it in your mind that that guy is not going to let you see one moment of weakness mm. in business or in anything else. And he's not going to do something to you that's going to harm you because he can. That's the lesson. That's so powerful. I have to ask you, you know, this is a tough business. And I think about when you were in there and there were people like Don here, then Oprah comes along. I mean, did you do you have to be ruthless in this business? Do you have to be or can you still be? Um, What's the opposite of ruthless? I, I don't know if it's kindness, but do you have to be ruthless? I think you have to be decent and nice and moral and kind. Now, can somebody behind the scenes be ruthless for you? Sure. Did you have someone like that? No, but mm. Oprah did. Other people did. Yeah, but you got to the top. You know, you still got to the top without being ruthless. No, having... I... I did say we had mostly gay and female employees. We had 250 employees to do a morning television show, yeah. 250 people. I said, if any of you cry or use your own personal emotions, then you're fired. And if you think you're going to have a life, you're not. You're going to find out what it's like at four in the morning in a hotel room with somebody. and four o'clock in the afternoon and that's what your life is going to be and uh, they they loved me i didn't have anyone quit either that says something i have to tell you that that right there that and do you know we're the only show where they have a reunion every year your staff yep all these years do you miss it the the grind i mean it sounds like a lot of work it's a lot of work no, i don't i don't miss it at all I hated it at the end when it became when the company NBC Universal wanted to make it like Jerry and Maury. I was so unhappy. I hated doing it. I hated want to do Maury Povich and Jerry. Springer. I don't want to be Sally Jesse Raphael. I just don't want to be. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't. I, the her on television is not the me. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So who are you? I paint, I fly fish, I do model railroading. I'm a mother. I am a grandmother. I am a traveler. I read a great deal. I, I'm not her. I don't know that I have ever watched her show. I don't think so. That is, I don't think so. Do you, I mean, you listen to the words you're saying that's so beyond fascinating that the, you know, how, how you are able to distinguish between the two, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, it's like you were at work, right? It's worse than that, dear. When you go to a party, did they ask you because you're Sally Jesse Raphael, or did they ask you to the party? 
I, I, I get what you're saying though, because uh, maybe because I've been on TV 21 years, you know, I'm not you, I'm not her, right. but I get it. I get, I get the difference. I get how there can be a separation and there can be, do you have the, the people in your life though, that, that are there for you? You do. Oh, absolutely. I'm Good. very lucky. I have three living relatives now, blood relatives. And, um, I have some good friends. Good, good. It's the best, isn't it? The best when you have good yeah. people around you. You know, the funny thing, you'll appreciate this. If I go to the supermarket and I'm pushing the cart and I'm putting in food, sometimes somebody comes up and goes, what are you doing here? And yeah. I go, I'm getting food for dinner. And they go, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they're shocked when you exist, right? What? Then I exist. And then they say, are you short? So we don't use the S word in our house. How, I don't know how tall you are. How tall are you? I'm tall enough. Understood. See, I love that you give me exactly what I need. I'm tall enough. It's the best answer. The best answer. Let me ask you, just, just, I know, I know you are, you have a household of people and you're cooking dinner tonight. I love that. No, I'm you... We're bringing in dinner, but we're doing a study of the sky of the cosmos. Part, explain that, please. Gary uh, Swanjin, who is a astronomer, has, is visiting me and he is going to talk to us. We're going to see Saturn. What are we going to see? Jupiter, Saturn. Jupiter and Saturn. How? How are you going to see this? Set up. A telescope. Oh, wow. What else are we going to do? We're going to do the galaxy. We're going to do the galaxy tonight. So wait, are, have you always been just this curious about everything? I mean, this is, this is the through line as I'm talking to you. You're just curious. I am. Doesn't, what, it, what does that do for you? What is it? Is that, that what drives you? Just like finding something out? I think you're else? born asking why. Does that make a good talk show host, you think? Is that, is that the, the, the clue, the, the key? You know, I'm not sure. It's a very, what you're asking is a very difficult thing. It has to do with preparation and education. Look, I was um, on radio with the quiz kids when I was six years old. Then my parents said, uh-uh, you're not gonna, you have to live a real life. So, but every day after school, when the other kids went out to play baseball or football, I went to, on the train to New York, I learned to fence, um, epee, sword, foil, I learned to tap dance. I learned ballet. I learned to sing. I can't sing a note. I am tone deaf as hell. I learned to play the violin. I learned, I went to the neighborhood playhouse in New York. I learned all these things. My mother wanted it set up so that I would be completely and utterly educated and be ready. I learned from Edith Skinner, the greatest speech teacher in the world, how to speak gas. Gas is good American speech. It's no regional accent. And that was drilled into me 
So today I'm seeing people who might have been a baseball player being, a, you know, doing the job that I was trained to do. I don't know that there's training these people have gone through. If you uh, maybe if you and I commit a murder, we can be the host of the Today Show. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Like, if you have notoriety, then you get a platform, then, then you get... But in terms of what you would recommend for a good host, do you... I recommend an education. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Somewhere along the line, I tap danced with Robinson. Somewhere along the line, I sat on a piano with a feather boa and sang off key. Yeah. Um, a wild song from Lost in the Stars. Somewhere along the line, the education paid off. Yeah, you brought everything that you learned. You you brought that that, that to the show. That's what that's what's missing, and we don't care about it. The young kids, they don't care. If you, they don't particularly seem to care if they need an education to do anything because it's all there. It's going to be on the computer. You certainly don't need math anymore, not as long as you've got the computer. Well, no, that's true, but I never liked math, Sally, so I'm fine with that part of it. I'll just tell you that. Okay, but what about counting on your fingers, dear, when they ask you something? I, I pretty, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at math. You know, I just, I, I ask you this sort of all with an agenda, you know, as, as somebody who, now I feel like I know you a little bit more, but I mm -hmm. do have to say, I love Sally Jesse Raphael as a kid. I watched and I emulated and I and I always dreamed about one day getting there. I'm, and so that's my agenda as I'm edging my way closer to what, what you did and trying to be my version of, of what you did. Um, what I thought I was coming into this conversation with was the goal of sort of trying to get some takeaways for myself in terms of achieving that dream. But you know what I got instead, Sally? I got a different education in terms of like being this Ross, you know what I mean? And so thank you for giving me what I didn't know I was going to get today. I think that is so sweet, Mr. Ross. I appreciate your saying it and thank you. Thank you. This has been a dream come true. I want you to go have fun looking at the sky. You know what? I, I picture you as a little kid doing the same thing. And here you are after, you know, climbing the mountaintop, doing the dream, doing the thing. You're staying true to yourself and you're still looking up at the sky and asking why. Thank you, Sally. You're welcome, darling. And welcome back and huge thank you to Sally Jesse Raphael. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, I hope you got some takeaway from that combo. I certainly did. I'll never forget the fact that I got to talk to her. She even knows who I am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's time for my happy ending. It's the best thing I've seen all, all week. And I'll tell you, uh, just on Saturday, I got to go up to my home state, Washington State. And I did a performance at uh, Coldwater, uh, Clearwater Casino up there. And there were 800 people in the, in the audience. <laughs> it's totally sold out. And I hadn't been since pre-pandemic in a venue with like people like that. So it's been, what, three years since I've performed for a huge crowd like that. And the best thing that I've seen all week were people. 
<laughs> with it just being back in that space. I missed it so much. You know, when you do what I do, it's about communicating and connecting. That's what I do. Communicate, connect. And when you take that away from someone like me and all my performer friends, it's like, you know, it's almost like there's a lack of oxygen for us. It means so much to me to be able to like take my energy, put it out into the world and, and, and shift the feeling, you know, and I say at my shows, I want to shut the door to the outside world and just have fun for a couple hours, you know? And then when at the end of the show, I say, remember, remember how we shut the doors? Well, we're going to open them up now. And I want you to take this feeling we've created out into the world. And the feeling that we create in that room when I get to be there with you is all about love and fun and kindness and goodness. That's what that's what we create. And creating that with 800 people in Washington at Clearwater Casino this past weekend is the best thing I've seen or felt or experienced in a long time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who came out. And I'm putting together a brand new show. So I'm going to be coming to a city near you soon. And maybe we can all feel that together. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.